This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. We begin today by acknowledging the Gubby Gubby people as the traditional owners of the country we are recording in today. We recognise their continued connection to the land, waters and acknowledge they never ceded sovereignty. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all First Nations people listening today. Welcome to another episode of Boring is Bad for Business. As a brand studio, we've seen too many brands play it safe and it's causing them to get lost in a sea of sameness. With this show, we want to encourage business leaders to embrace what makes them different and translate that into bold brands that delight and spark emotional connections. I'm Suji. And I'm Joel. In this episode, we're going to discuss the future of branding and what it can mean for yourself, your business, and potentially consuming in, in the future. This is something that came to me when Ty, who we've talked about now in three of the last three episodes, obviously he was, he was on one, which was great, um, but he shared something a couple of weeks ago, and it was a snippet from the Daily News from about 21 years ago. And it was a newspaper article and the headline is, the internet may be a passing fad as millions give it up. Did you say 20 years ago? 21 years ago. 21. So the year 2001? Yes. So not really like that long ago. Not that long ago at all. Um, You know, some of our listeners probably might not even be 21, which makes me feel so old. But Uh, the internet was a thing. Like it was, you know, that's it. Just to go back in case you weren't, you know, however old you were at that stage. Um, so the internet's, in school. the internet's 37 years old. Yes. And the internet was very much ingrained in my school years over that time. It yeah. did not feel like a passing fad, but there were some people who probably were laggards that felt like it. Yeah. And I think people sort of still feel that today a little bit, um, you know, just becoming so overwhelmed. And, and that's what this article is talking about. It's like people were becoming so overwhelmed with all this information that was there. Um, but then at the same time as well, they felt it was like a little bit restricting, like 21 years ago, there probably wasn't too much you could do compared to, definitely compared to today. Um, yeah, so people were sort of in this weird spot where it was too overwhelming um, and, and not much, you know, they, they still felt sort of restricted by the, the limitations of the internet. So there were a fair few, you know, of the population that were like, I'm out. Um, but I just thought it was something really interesting to, to look back on that, you know, that was only 21 years ago and so much has changed. Like branding 21 years ago, branding 37 years ago before the internet even started was like a completely different beast to what it is today. Um, and it really just made me sort of want to start looking at, well, so much has happened in 21 years. What's the next 21, 15, five years going to look like for branding? And I think it's a really interesting topic that we need to keep talking about um, because, you know, imagine even just jumping on Facebook ads when Facebook ads were like early or, you know, jumping on Instagram at those like those early stages and the rewards you'd be reaping today from your business from literally just like following trends and just seeing where things are moving um, and getting on and being those early adopters. I think it's really important for, for brands to be innovating alongside this technology. So, you know, I just really want to start opening the conversation to that. I found a really crazy piece of information that, um, you know, they were talking about 21 years ago, they were overwhelmed by how much content was on the internet. Now there's apparently 2.5 quintillion data bytes daily uploaded to the internet. I don't even know what that number is, but apparently there's 18 zeros after yeah, right. you know, that number. So just like how much content is, is being uploaded. Um, and I really just, you know, want to hit that point that like just so much has changed in 21 years. Like what's, what's the future holding? So 
Um, I've broken this episode into into two parts just because there's so much to cover. The first part I want to talk about is just the things we're starting to see within you know, a, a branding studio that are currently changing. You say the word trend and everyone's like, you know, you don't want to jump on a trend, but these are things that we're starting to see that are that are happening. And I just want to talk about them. And then next week's episode, we're really going to, you know, start talking about the potential of things and stuff that's at, you know, the forefront and, and new technology that's coming forward and, you know, could be could be something that we should really focus on and invest in um, or it might, you know, just be a passing passing fad probably not like the internet was. So uh, <laughs> I love that because we are exposed to a lot of conversations that I think uh, maybe more traditional businesses or people who aren't in the marketing and creative space always see. And we hear these conversations through the media that we consume, the networks that we're a part of, and maybe sometimes forget that this is actually quite interesting or technology that's at the forefront of things and that not everybody knows about it. So not to suggest that we are the know-it-alls of of this, but I think that we do have an interesting perspective. Yeah, and especially, you know, in that next episode, um, I'm just going to keep saying, like, I'm not a futurist. I'm not someone who has a crystal ball that can predict what's going to happen in the future. If I did, I probably wouldn't be in branding. I'd be in, like, sport betting or something. But, yeah, this is just stuff that we're seeing and hearing and, and, and you know, our fingers on the pulse of a lot of things. Um, and, yeah, like I said, this episode is really about things that we're starting to see take shape and um, and starting to to evolve right in front of our eyes. And one thing that you know we're seeing in the last you know, even three years is just that empathy within within branding or you know what I like to call doing good within a brand. And yeah, it's, it's these businesses that are sort of acting and speaking a lot more like non-for-profits than bigger corporations. Um, and I think that's due to just ultimately this clusterfuck of the last couple of years that we've had where people are becoming really conscious of how they're spending money and they're less likely to give money to a to an evil corporation they want to give it to to brands that are doing good by the people or the environment and yeah we're really seeing you know brands pick up on that and and want to want to focus on that so you know it could be optus is pouring lots of money into these initiatives of um you know sustainable and environmental causes and you know it's obviously not about selling a, a phone service anymore it's about you know this greater world and this doing good ultimately the difference that they can make yeah and i think young consumers especially our generation were the first generation that started to at mass and on mass buy that way consciously so you know if it came down to a decision of two services providers mm-hmm. it's like one service provider that is contributing back or has a positive impact versus the other service provider say it was a telco um it was proven and there's numbers around it. our generation was the first to say you know um i guess vote with their their money and their mm-hmm. dollars and choose that conscious business over it and I think it's happening with younger generations, like generations below us, more and more. And that's why larger companies are starting to listen now and integrate that into their business. Yeah. And I think there's a couple of companies that are starting to jump on, which is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, this isn't something that's new, new, but we're just seeing it start to become, you know, almost a prerequisite. It's a status quo. Yeah. Of yeah. like, you know, you have to do this for a brand or, or no one's really going to pay you any, any um, you know. Dollars. They, yeah, I it, think... Yeah, they're not – like people are voting with their pockets Absolutely. on this and that's, that's why the big brands are paying attention. I see this happening in the grocery aisles and I do always wonder how true is some of this empathy that their brands are portraying. Yeah. Um, for example, cleaning products, like every single green cleaning product is now root as green. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that? Well, like even the word – like they've done tests on words like sustainability and maybe three years ago people would have been like, 
sustainability, fantastic. But now people are like, well, what actually do you mean by like sustainability? Um, and that's just not enough. Um, people are starting to wise up and just go, sustainable how? Like ultimately I see if you want to be sustainable, like the definition of sustainable is something that you're able to do forever. Like mm-hmm. for as long as the planet Earth will allow us to go on to, you know, that should be sustainable. There's obviously lots of brands that are coming in and doing empathy washing, which is similar to greenwashing. You know, that was a big thing where everyone was just greenwashing, like BP, we're looking at you. No one's buying that bullshit. But yeah, there's definitely brands out there that are, you know, empathy washing or sustainable washing. Um, and I think people are just wising up and just going like, well, no, you're full of shit. Here are people who actually have proof and evidence of what they're doing and where they're investing their money. Um, and that's what people are really interested in and you know, are going to make decisions with their pocket. Yeah, great. So just with this, be aware that buyers are now looking to brands to do the conscious thing or the right thing and have a positive impact. But if you're going to do that, it's not enough just to say it at face value. Yeah, not do just your research. Yeah, do your research into a cause. Do your research into what your purpose is that you're aligning to. Making sure that you're partnering, if there's a partner involved in this or whatever contribution you're making, it's legitimate. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't do that homework, then your customers will. Oh, absolutely. And I couldn't think of anything worse, like getting, your, getting caught with your pants down of just saying, we were going to do this with it. And then, you know, there's an inquiry and they find out that you're not. Yeah, great way to, to ruin your brand over, overnight for sure. Another thing that we're sort of starting to, to see more and more and more, again, it's not something completely new, but, you know, just with COVID and I feel like that's really sped a lot of a lot of these conversations up is is internal branding and, and branding for the team and and your employees, not so much your your customers, which is you know, really, really exciting. And I think it's coming off the back of businesses trying to retain their their employees um, and also bring them back into the office. And we're also seeing as well, like everyone's on socials these days. Everyone wants to show, you know, the best side of their life. And I think having, you know, your where you work and your your business title, even in your Instagram bio, it's like, it's a tick of approval from, from a peer of like, oh, you... You work there? Like, I heard that place is sick. Um, and yeah, we're, we're starting to see businesses and, and, and corps pick that up and go like, hey, we need to start putting money back into into the organization for, you know, it could just be new office fit out or it could be, you know, fitness fitness incentives, free breakfast for everyone, or even just branding the place in a way that makes people proud to work there. And I think that's that's really cool. One of my favorite topics is internal branding. Yes. Yeah, and culture. And there's some reasons that doing it well, like obviously if you have a strong internal brand, then hiring, the cost of hiring is mm-hmm. reduced. So it's easier for you to attract talent, but you also retain that talent in there. The other reason that internal branding is, and it's a simple one, like just going back to the basics of branding, brand is about creating a feeling. So some of your best drivers of internal branding should be about creating that feeling within your co- your company culture mm-hmm. and simply asking people, um, what is it that you want from this company? What is it what, that you want from your career? And listening and integrating that back in. It doesn't always have to be the joke about the foosball table. It doesn't have to be the yes. foosball table and the beer tap. Yep. Um, there are often things like flexibility, autonomy, um, or career progression that are far more important to people. Yep. And again, create those things right, create, get the right feeling. People are proud, like you said, to share the word of where they work. They also stick around for a lot longer. Yeah, it's funny. There's um, been some really cool data that I, I sort of wish I, wish I brought with me today, but it really talks about what people want within their, within their job. And, you know, people think it might be a foosball or 
you know, free beers in the fridge. But it's, you know, one of the highest ones was working under leadership that know what they're doing and they're confident with what they're doing. And it's like, that was ranked, you know, I think it was in the top three. Um, and that's something you wouldn't have really picked, but I think that comes back to having a clear understanding of the business and the direction and, and sort of where it's going, you know, and that ultimately ties all back into into branding. So yeah, definitely something that is, you know, becoming more and more common. And I think moving forward, it, it's going to be another one where it's just something that you have to do if, if you want to elevate and, and, and move your business forward, um, you know, through internal branding and, and, and focusing there. Definitely. And I think with your marketing plan, think of it in two ways if you want to implement internal branding moving forward. So we all understand customer branding and we, ha- we define our customer persona or personas mm-hmm. depending on how large we are. And we really create messages about how can our business help specific target customer A, B, C, et cetera. Create an internal persona for your employees and also think about ways, how does the company, and answer this question, how does my company or our company help this person? And treat it the same way, but just know in your mind, making that clear definition between internal persona and external personas will immediately help create a marketing plan. And also looking at, where do our internal staff look to? What are the resources that they're using? Is it social media? Is it our intranet? Is it our internal newsletter? Because they're all the tactics and the channels that you have to play with, just like you do with your consumer branding. But often people don't define the internal persona and the external persona. Yeah, I went to a breakfast a couple couple of weeks ago. Um, you were there as well. And it was about retaining employees and, and getting new employees. And it was really funny. Like the amount of people I spoke to at that breakfast that were like, yeah, we can't find can't find anyone. And I was like, oh, like where where are you from? Like, what's the name of your business? And and then they would tell me. And then I would do, you know, a bit of a deep dive on socials and and check out their website. And it's like, you know, you guys have spent no, not even money, but you haven't even spent time or sort of intent on on trying to build a reputation for a, you know, a, a community or um, anything that's going to elevate the individuals that's co- that's coming on board. And or it's, so, so if you were looking for a job, yeah, that's so, exactly you'd you'd probably gloss over that when there's a and like we are in the situation we're in now, there are more jobs than absolutely. people looking for them. So when you're looking and you search up a company and you can't find anything on them, that immediately goes to them. I'm not not interested. Pile. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. That's a really great example of how that applies. And at that breakfast, it was surprising. So many people said, oh, I just feel like we're too small to worry about this. My message with internal branding is, no, you're not too small to worry about this. Mm -hmm. We're a team of two full-time people. From day one, culture and internal branding has been a really big part of our story and showing that off. Um, And I don't want to boast too much, but it's really not hard for us to find talent. Like it's no. people actually are like, I want to work for you. You're not too small to do it. And then I get emails from other CDs going like, do you know, do you have anyone? Like, which is crazy to, to get an email from another head of a department going like, hey, do you have anyone that's looking for work? Like I used to never get those emails and now, you know, starting to get a couple and I'm like, that's a bit, that's interesting. Um, mm. And I think that just comes back to, we have to toot our own horn because no one else is going to do it. But yeah, us just investing in, in the time and, and, and making that a priority. Um, back to our last episode, you know, obviously a, a value of ours that we have a, a culture and a, and a community that's about the people. Yeah. We don't have a drinks fridge either. No, we don't. We don't even drink. So. Oh, man, we're so boring. Um, kombu- no, no, we're not. The, the opposite of this podcast is boring is bad for people. So we're not boring. But. So moving on to the... The third 
the third topic and thing that we're sort of starting to see move more and more is just content. Like anyone who's listening, who's building content, whether that's, you know, social websites, podcasts, any sort of information or, or content out for your clients, you're probably realizing something similar to us that just the demand for more and more and more and more content is just larger than than ever. And we're, we're also seeing it with, um, you know, bigger corporations, bigger brands that, they're not focusing so much on, you know, whether it was the the quarterly shoot or big sort of campaign. They're now looking at these more micro sort of run campaigns that are just about the content because, you know, we should be pushing out you know, a couple pieces of content each day across multiple platforms. Um, so, yeah, the demand for that is, is just really high. Um, and then we're also seeing just brands go, hey, like giving the power back to the people of, hey, you guys are able to create content for us as well. So let's invest back into our community for them to be able to build more content. And I think moving forward, you know, these platforms aren't going to go away. If anything, there's going to be more of them. Um, and then that's ultimately going to demand more content. So I think moving forward, just figuring out, you know, from our, our end of like how we how we can build brands that can, you know, have as much content as, as, as possible um, to be able to, you know, really fill these buckets um, for for socials, for for websites, for for blog content, um, you know, there's so much out there, and I think going forward, there's only going to be more and more. Like you know, 21 years ago, which we were talking about before, you know, even 10 years ago, you were sort of just fighting for commercial TV, radio, and print, and it was kind of whoever had more money to throw at advertising, you know, would ultimately win that game. They'd get more clients, more money, and they could just you know the keep it spinning. You know, Facebook ads aren't as potent as they were three years ago. Um, and now we're just trying to push content out from Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, Google, YouTube, LinkedIn. And like there's there's more and, you know, more coming sort of every week. Um, so to just be producing as much content as we, we physically can to sort of Cover, yeah, this is cover an all those interesting areas. one because I agree. I think the demands are there that you have to um, – we're a content-led – Businesses are in a content-led place at the moment. Um, There are a lot of channels and consumers are diversifying onto all different platforms. Mm -hmm. However, I think there's going to be this tipping point where at the moment I'm noticing that the quality of content is often going down. Mm -hmm. And by quality, I mean the value of a good idea. Is it just noise? Is it actually adding value back to your business? Is it telling your story? Is it selling? Et cetera. Uh, I think that just to keep an eye on this and how to make this manageable, yes, the demands are there as a business. You need to be creating a lot of content, but what you want to be doing is prioritizing that good quality content Absolutely, um, that's backed by a really great idea. Don't get yourself overwhelmed and just pick a few platforms to do it well, just because there are all of these choices to be on. You don't have to be on all of them. It's actually not achievable for most brands. Oh, absolutely not. Like I think... Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not saying jump on there and create 300 bits of content every day for your small service-based business because one, probably no one's going to even look at it. You're ultimately just going to be pushing this message very wide and yeah, ultimately just creating lots of lots of noise and, and internet pollution. We don't want that. Um, but yeah, I'm just noticing that the demand for content is higher than it's ever been before and I think it's only going to keep you know, growing more and more, which... Well, that creates not, more jobs. It's There are yeah. specialist content creation is a fully-fledged industry now. Absolutely. 
there are young kids not going to uni. They're just becoming content creators. They're creating houses. They're leasing houses. It's happening more in the States. It's probably happening here in Australia. Yeah. Uh, leasing a house. They all get together. This house looks phenomenal on socials, etc. They create their content. They send it out. It's like an entire business of its own. There's probably even other subcultures and other creators that I don't know about. Yeah. The content trend that is also really big is short content so like that 15 second reels tiktoks yeah because we've got tiktok right now we can't focus on anything more than you know five or 15 seconds it's a reality yes just keep you know make make it manageable it's overwhelming you know um this episode is definitely not like like a, a list of things to go do but what i would suggest is pick one or two which is, you know, really what we've done. We've just picked Instagram and Facebook and, and sort of edged our bets there. And, um, you know, you keep wanting me to dance on TikTok. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I said LinkedIn, no dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're pushing LinkedIn yeah. as well. But yeah, just pick pick one or two where your customers are. You know, mm. you've already identified them because you have a good strategy, right? And then, yeah, p- push your energy there. Um, but yeah, we've just noticed this massive, this massive shift from, you know, uh, one campaign every quarter to just these micro bits of, of content being pushed out. Mm. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, I think it's going to get to a point where people are like, nah, like this is too much. Let's go back, you know, offline a little bit. And that really leads me into my last point. Um, we're starting to see, you know, it's a bit of a contradiction from that last point, but brands starting to go offline a little bit. Like like I said, it's so competitive on on all these platforms. Ad spend's not what it used to be. There's so much... Privacy dem- laws are changing. Yeah, and there's so much this. demand for eyes on 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 you. Um, and we're just starting, and I'm seeing it with our business a little bit as well, of just going back to old school handshakes and meetings and conversations and, and ultimately networking and, and face-to-face versus social media, um, which you know really goes against everything you read online, obviously, because they want you to spend your money there. Um but yeah, I, I do see now things starting to go offline. And if, you know, the way things are going, I think people want more of that human connection now more than ever. Um, and yeah, like focusing on things like nailing that barbecue pitch. So when you are having coffee or, or at a barbecue with friends of like, hey, what do, what do you guys do? Um, and you can explain it very straightforwardly. If you're having issues with that, jump back to our last podcast where, where Suji sort of gives you some, some tips and tricks on, on on how to how to do that, but yeah, I see brands moving a little bit more offline than you know maybe what they are today. I had this epiphany. I thought this as well. We have been doing a lot more networking in the good studio and meeting people, mm-hmm. and I had this epiphany that social media, it's all social networking, which is what it was originally called. Uh-huh. It's just to emulate at mass networking. So of course, the conversations that we have offline in a real context are so much deeper and so much richer than what you're able to have in a social interaction. It was something that I just, you know, it may be that everybody understands that and it's so obvious, but it was like, we're so focused, my epiphany was, we're so focused on social media and social networking, et cetera. It creates a whole lot of shallow at scale relationships, mm-hmm. but you can kind of create the same, you know, that effect of meeting one or two people or five or six people over a month in person can have a greater effect on your business because those relationships are a lot deeper. Yeah, I think, um, you know, if you're sitting in a coffee shop right now just like working on content and just like writing this crazy blog, like maybe just close your laptop and try and have a conversation with the guy standing next to you because no idea who he could be. 
Um, and I think building that that relationship and having that face to face conversation is more important than you know something that's going to maybe pop up on that guy's phone while he's on the loo at two in the morning and he just scrolls past. Is that what it. you did this morning? No. <laughs> I wasn't exactly. up that early. It was four <laughs> o'clock this morning, which wasn't too bad. But yeah, it wasn't too. Um, but yeah, just noticing that you know brands are starting to move offline a little bit. So I think just you know, being aware of that. And that's what this whole podcast and, and this episode's about is just being aware of things that are starting to change because they are. Um, and yeah, just trying to adapt with, with the times a little bit. So, you know, I'm just going to really quickly recap the, the four points that, that I've touched on um, of things that we're starting to see within branding that are currently changing before our eyes. Um, you know, I probably could have talked all day about this topic, but I kind of wanted to keep it to a small episode. Um, like I said, next week, we're going to jump on and talk about, you know, the potential and where I see things moving in the future. Um, but today we've talked about, you know, empathy and what I like calling doing good um, and how brands are really pulling empathy and, and um, doing good within their, their brands and acting more like non-for-profits than big corporations. The next thing we talked about was internal branding and how brands are now focusing on their employees maybe a little bit more than their, their customers, which is really exciting to see. The more content that needs to be produced, like it's just more and more and more. And then as well, just to, to wrap it up, you know, going offline and how we're seeing brands start to leverage you know, that old school conversation, you know, when you used to sit next to someone and have a face-to-face conversation. Probably why podcasts are also a great medium. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So please feel free just to shoot us a DM on on Instagram. We'd love a review, um, even if you could just follow us on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Um, Or yeah, shoot us an email at hello at thegoodstudio.com.au and we'll catch you next week for another episode.